Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again. If you have a Bible, it's handy. We're going to be looking at four chapters from the book of Isaiah. Uh, we'll be looking at chapters 21, uh, 22, 23, and 24. And we're in a, uh, a section of uh, the book of Isaiah, uh, which there are these recurring, overlapping uh, themes of devastating judgment uh, that's going to come upon the nations that are the traditional enemies of Israel and Judah, but also they're going to come upon apostate Israel and ultimately on apostate uh, Judah. And so uh, we see uh, in chapter 21 uh, the, the uh, pronouncement that uh, Babylon will ultimately fall. Now uh, this is uh, well over a hundred years before Babylon uh, is the preeminent world power and uh, that they ultimately are the ones that will invade, destroy uh, Jerusalem and deport its leading citizens. But yet even here uh, its demise uh, is, uh, is predicted even at the hands of the uh, uh, Medo-Persian Empire. Just an interesting note there in verse 6 of chapter 21 you see uh, the admonition, Go set a watchman. And for those of you that are familiar with the uh, literary work uh, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, uh, after many, many years, uh, she wrote a sequel. And that was the title, and it was taken uh, from this particular uh, text. And then we see also in verse 9 uh, uh, the, the proclamation of the fall of Babylon. Uh, verse 9, fallen, fallen is Babylon. We see that twice repeated in the book of Revelation. Uh, uh, probably as a, somewhat of a, a, um, a, symb a symbolic statement for the, the demise of all that stands in opposition to God. Uh, that uh, uh, by the time the uh, prophecies of Revelation are fulfilled, uh, it is understood that Babylon represents uh, all that's in opposition to God, reaching all the way back to the rebellion on the plains of Shinar uh, with the Tower of Babel. And so we see that uh, in chapter 21, uh, 21. In chapter 22, again, it's not the foreign nations that are under threat of judgment, but again, uh, the city of Jerusalem uh, itself. Uh, and there is a, a promise uh, of, of deliverance ultimately and a reference, another phrase that appears in the book of uh, Revelation uh, there uh, in uh, chapter uh, 22 uh, and uh, verse... Uh, 22 is uh, the reference to the key of David, which is uh, uh, found in the letter to the church at Philadelphia. That's in Revelation uh, 3, uh, 7. And so uh, you see uh, the Old Testament being brought forward and utilized uh, within uh, the New Testament. And then chapter 23 concerns itself uh, with these uh, historically evil and proud cities of Tyre and Sidon uh, that they uh, are going to come ultimately under God's judgment and that God is going to judge the entirety of the world. All that do not uh, place their faith uh, in this uh, God of Israel, the God of the covenant with Israel, the God that ultimately will reveal himself as the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, they will come and they will experience God's judgment. And so we see uh, that in chapter 24. So let's look, let's read uh, the first 13 verses of Isaiah chapter 24. Behold, the, the Lord will empty the earth and make it desolate 
and he will twist its surface and scatter its inhabitants. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the slave, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the creditor, so with the debtor. The earth shall be utterly empty and utterly plundered, for the Lord has spoken this word. The earth mourns and withers, and the, word, the world languages, languishes and withers. The highest people of earth languish. The earth lies defiled under its inhabitants, for they have transgressed the laws, violated uh, the statutes, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore a curse devours the earth, and its inhabitants suffer for their guilt. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are scorched, and few men are left. Uh, the wine mourns, the vine languishes, as all the merry-hearted sigh. The mirth of tambourines is stilled. The joy, noise of the jubilant has ceased. Uh, the mirth of the lyre is stilled. No more do they drink wine with singing. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. The wasted city is broken down. Every house is shut up so none, that none can enter. There is an outcry in the streets for lack of wine. All joy has grown dark. The gladness of the earth is banished. Desolation is left in the city. The gates are battered into ruins. For thus it shall be in the midst of the earth among the nations, as when an olive tree is beaten, as at the gleaning when the grapes of harvest is done. So the earth is going to be uh, reaped, so to speak, as, as a, an olive tree would be uh, stripped of its fruit at the time of harvest. This is going to be worldwide. Uh, it is going to cross every uh, cultural barrier. You see in those first three verses uh, uh, whether uh, you are of the, of the privileged or of, your, of the non-privileged. You're going to come under uh, judgment. And then the personification of nature, it grieves over the fact uh, that this judgment has come. Notice there in verse 5, the judgment is coming to the inhabitants of the earth because they have transgressed God's law. They've transgressed God's statutes. And so one of the things that we have begun to, to emphasize is the uh, eternal uh, truthfulness and application of the law of God. And uh, to be sure, uh, there are some things that are difficult for us to understand and know how to apply. Uh, but certainly as we look at uh, the Ten Commandments, we can see that God has uh, given uh, them to us so that we would know His character and His will. He has given it to us so that we uh, may uh, flourish, so that uh, in li by living in community, uh, in respect and honor and worship of God and respect for one another, uh, that there shall be uh, goodwill uh, towards all men. And so we rightly emphasize the eternal nature of God's law. And so uh, as our Baptist faith and message states, it is the eternal standard by which all men will be judged. Paul mentions this in uh, Romans chapter 2, that whether the, you have the written law or just this innate knowledge that God has placed upon the heart of all men, uh, that there is a standard. And it is objective, it is real, it is true, it is always valid, and that is the standard by which men uh, will be judged. And so it is a good thing for us to look at the Word of God, uh, to look at its truthfulness, and to, uh, to speak uh, of these things uh, to a listening, to a watching uh, world, that we warn them that you cannot trifle with God or His will or His word and uh, be let off or get off scot-free. That there is a day coming 
in which uh, God will hold uh, men accountable. Uh, at times, uh, these judgments are temporal. They come to men as they live upon earth, but certainly uh, for those who uh, maybe in some sense seem to get by with their sins on the face of the earth, uh, there will be uh, an eternal judgment uh, in which they will pay uh, for their neglect of the truth of the Word of God. And so uh, as much as Isaiah uh, has a word for his contemporaries within uh, Jerusalem and its precincts in Judah, uh, he certainly has a timeless and universal word uh, related uh, to the reality of, uh, of the knowledge of God, the knowledge of His will, and the certainty of judgment for those who uh, neglect that which they surely know. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.